You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Previously on Cyril Reed's Metal Gear, Justin Haley is on a mission to break into Outer Heaven and rescue the Snake Men. What he doesn't know is that the commanders are lying to him, forcing him on a suicide mission as little more than a diversion for the real mission. Unfazed, Solid Snake has managed to annoy monkeys, outsmart guards, and scare off a pack of wild dogs. He made his way into Outer Heaven and found the remaining Snake Men. Unfortunately, He's also found a room full of large, spike death traps. How will Snake get himself out of this predicament? Find out now when we delve into Chapter 7 of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Chapter 7. A Terrorist's Face The deadly roller came thundering closer. The floor tilted crazily. Solid Snake staggered and found it impossible to stay on his feet. The pin was moving more rapidly, gaining momentum from every second that passed. It was moving a lot faster than Haley, and soon it would be on top of him. Solid Snake thought fast. Crouching down to the floor, Haley waited and watched as the pin got closer. At the precise moment that it reached him, Solid Snake gave a mighty leap upwards and threw himself over the pin, rolling clear on the opposite side. The pin thundered onward, smashing into the far wall. The floor, whose tilt had electronically clued in the rolling of the steel monster, became level again. As the floor straightened out, Haley scrambled to his feet, shaky but unhurt. Before he could catch his breath, three terrorist guards came rushing out of the concealment, weapons drawn. Solid Snake still had no ammunition for his handgun, and the mines were useless in this situation. All he could do was run. He was near the door, so he raced for it on the double. Without looking back, he pulled and shut it behind him, using keycard one to lock it. The guards were shut inside. Without delay, Solid Snake used his keycard on the next room, and the door swung open. Cautiously, he entered. The room at first appeared to be completely empty. No guards, no lethal devices. In the center of the floor stood only a table with a computer and some field rations on it. Were the rations poisoned? Haley hoped not, because he knew he'd have to take a chance anyway. Chuck's words came back to him. You've got to take plenty of rations if you want to make it through the heat panels. Maybe Chuck hadn't been delirious after all. Solid Snake picked up the rations and sniffed at them. They smelled terrible, but all field rations smelled terrible. Justin Haley ate some and pocketed the rest. Then he turned his attention to the computer on the table. It sat there, switched off, silently mocking and defying him. What was its purpose? What information did it hold? Solid Snake reached across the table and turned the computer on. At once, the screen lit up and showed an enemy terrorist's face. It was the face of Colonel Vernon Katafi. Before Haley had time to think, the face of the computer screen began to decompose right before his eyes. The picture turned into blocks, and the blocks were quickly scrambled until the face was an unrecognizable jumble. A small clock appeared on the screen, ticking the seconds down from 20 
to 19, to 18. Haley recognized that this was a crucial identification test. The computer thought he was a terrorist and was putting him through a special run to make certain of his identity. Each person using the computer screen had only 20 seconds to unscramble the face. The guards were trained for this exercise, but Haley was not. Quickly, Solid Snake began to strike the keys almost at random, while the seconds ticked down one by one. On the screen, a couple of pieces fell into place, and Haley worked faster, but at the same time with more focus. The trick was to pay as little attention as possible to the clock counting down from 12 to 11 to 10 to 9. Just get the job done. 5 4 Haley had only three pieces of face left to go, but one piece he'd unscrambled before was in the wrong place and was blocking the right piece. Deep breath. Do it. Just do it! Three, two, the final piece clicked into place in the nanosecond before the countdown stopped. There, on the screen, the terrorist's face had been reassembled. Solid Snake heard a click. From a slot on the side of the computer came a small sound, and a keycard slid out. His reward for getting it right? Another keycard. The computer had fallen for his trick. He compared it to the first keycard he had found and noticed that there was a pattern to the bumps on the card. With two cards in hand, it was easy to see that the pattern was a numbering system. This was card two. The bumps were carefully laid out in sections. He could tell that there were eight cards in total. Now he had more rations and another precious keycard. The next room couldn't be opened with keycard one, but the door did open with the press of keycard two. Inside was another bound Snake Man prisoner, Jim Tibbet. Snake, thank God you're here. I'd just about given up all hope. I have a message for you from Diana. She says, Grave Fox infiltrated the enemy several days ago. They captured him, but he's alive. Gray Fox was squad leader of the Snake Men. Could Justin Haley rely on the truth of that message? How could Diana have gotten through to Jim? And when? Before he was captured? Could he trust Tibbet? Or was this some kind of lying trick to divert Solid Snake from his main objective, Metal Gear? Haley looked deep into Snake Man Jim's eyes, searching for the truth. It seemed to him that he saw it there. But if he were wrong, if Jim Tibbet was lying and Haley believed him, the mistake could easily prove fatal. Yet, he really wanted to believe that Gray Fox was still alive. What should he decide? Solid Snake was torn between his desire to set his friends free and get them to safety, and his mission to find Metal Gear wherever and whatever it was, and then destroy it. It was a hard choice, but the mission came above everything. Those were his orders, and he was here in outer heaven to obey them. If on the way he found Gray Fox alive, that would be the icing on the cake, but he couldn't stop to look for him. Yet he resolved in his heart to keep his eyes open for Gray Fox, 
and to question every prisoner he set free about the squad leader. If anybody could help him on this mission, it would be Gray Fox. I'll come back as soon as I can, Haley promised Tibbet. Hang in there, Jim. Rest up. The door is unlocked now, so be careful. I will, Jim replied, weakly shaking Justin's hand. You be careful, too. In the next room, opened by keycard 2, Haley was hit by odorless poison gas as soon as the door opened. He felt his lungs choking with pain. With only seconds to spare, he got his gas mask on. Something caught his eye, even through the gas. Taped to the baseboard of the far wall were three clips of ammunition for the Beretta. Bullets. Now he felt like a combat marine again. Now Solid Snake was armed. In the same room, he found a small package containing the silencer for the Beretta. That made Solid Snake grin, and he screwed the silencer into the end of the barrel. The next space he entered was a small armory, a supplementary weapons stash. On a high shelf, Justin Haley located a grenade launcher and a cache of grenades. This find slowed him down somewhat, but it was too important to leave behind. Solid Snake strapped the grenade launcher on his back and slung a heavy bandolier of grenades over his chest. Now he looked like a fighting man. To be continued. Game hint. To get through the maze, go left two screens. And now, Metal Gear Substance. Look back at Chapter 7. So let me get this straight. Katafi uses odorless gas that is visible to the human eye. Snake makes note of being able to see bullets through a thick cloud of gas, which certainly suggests that it's visible. Yet, they went out of their way to make it odorless? To, to what end? And if Snake can see it, why did he barrel into that room? What, whatever happened to him being this trained and cautious super spy? In other news, I see that Katafi and gang are big fans of Survivor. Instead of forcing you to confirm your super-secret password or something logical like that, Katafi has you putting together a jigsaw puzzle. Hell, they even showed Snake the solution before mixing it all up. At, at least on Survivor, you have to run into the water and collect puzzle pieces and all that stuff. Here, Katafi gives you the all the help you need to complete this incredibly simple puzzle in 20 seconds or less. Hey, way to go. I can think of a million ways you could have made this this test mole proof. For one thing, I don't know, why don't you use that crazy language that Solid Snake apparently doesn't know? At this point, I think Katafi is just asking to get caught. This week's game hint certainly plays into the notion that Katafi is brain dead. You know the, the crazy maze that you want to solve? Well, apparently all you have to do is head left two times. Gee, you didn't strain a lot of muscles putting that labyrinth together, did ya? Alright, well that's all I have for you this episode. Come back next week and we'll dig into chapters 8 and 9 of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. <laughs>